0: For merciful, merciful, Savior, Savior. Savior. Precious
1: just, uh, I want to be conscious of us not just being in a church service, because right now we're, there's a spiritual battle happening all around us, and I, I just want, before we go to prayer this morning, if you feel anything in your heart, maybe something's happened this week, maybe something was said or done but you just want to take this moment as we go before the Lord. Say, Lord, I I recognize when I come in your presence, I just can't come in any way. This service is under the direction of the Holy Spirit. And I need to submit myself, and we all need to. So can we just humble ourselves as we come before the Lord and Pray one for the other. Pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we come into your presence this morning. We've sung songs, we've shared words already, but now we want to ask you to come, Lord. Lord, not one of us, myself included, is worthy to stand here this morning. But we know by the blood of the Lamb. Father, not anything we did, but what you did for us. And Lord, we don't want to approach that haphazardly, but we want to come knowing the hour we're standing in. Father, give us grace this morning. You're the faithful one. Lord, if there's anything we said or did that displeased you, right now we lay it down. And we ask, O Lord, not just for forgiveness, but we ask for a purging, a cleansing. We want the Holy Spirit to have preeminence in our midst today. Bless everyone that's here today. Lord, now as we open your word, we're needing you. We're needing your unction, your anointing. You're the one that's our sustainer. You're the one in our lives. Take us into your hands now. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you to musicians. Been a little longer in the preliminaries this morning. Let's go to the book of Revelations chapter 10. Revelations chapter 10. I don't want to say this is familiar because it should not be familiar. I wanted to look at it as reality. Revelations 10. We'll also read from Revelations 12 um, this morning. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head, and his feet were as it were the sun, and his feet, uh, sorry, his face as it was as it were the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. If I can just make this quick comment, notice this angel is coming down. If you read Revelations nine, there was an angel that was cast down. This angel is coming down, and he had in his hand a little book open, and he set his right foot upon the sea, and his left foot on the earth, and he cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roareth, and when he cried had cried seven thunders uttered their voices and when the seven thunders had uttered their voices i was about to write so john as he's these voices he's seeing something and i heard a voice from heaven saying unto me seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered and write them not I'm sorry I'm going to make comments as I'm just going here. Brother Branham would say if Satan could get a hold of this third pole he would do great damage. But he can't get a hold of it. It's blocked to him. It's sealed to him. But it's open to a people that are on the earth today. And I believe we are that people. And the angel which I saw stood upon the sea and upon the earth and lifted up his hand to heaven. And he swore by him that lives forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that therein are, and the earth and the things that therein are, and the sea and the things that there are, that are therein, that there should be time no longer. If you would actually read the interpretation of that, it's not that time ceases, but that there should be no more delay, Verse 7, but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished as he has declared to his servants the prophets. I want you to be aware of one thing. It started in heaven here in this scripture we read, and there was a voice from heaven. But when seven thunders uttered their voice, that was on earth. That was not in heaven. That was on earth. Let's go over to Revelation 12, verse 7. "'And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan.' which deceived the whole world and he was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him and i heard a loud voice saying in heaven now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our god and the power of his christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our god day and night now i, I want you just to catch this picture Satan had access to heaven. There was continual accusations being made. And heaven had to endure this. But there's coming a time when that will be taken away. Verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and ye that dwell in them, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, knowing because he knows that he has but a short time. Amen. God bless his word. You may have your seats. I want to welcome Brother James. Good to see you. He's the part of we can see and, and your wife, Mr. Christine, and I see also the Blanchards that are there. God bless you. You're welcome. Nice to see you as well, and nice to see all of our regulars too. I'm going to ask you to go over to the book of Job chapter 1. Job chapter 1. Um, we spoke two Sundays ago on this subject, and I'm going to take this in a, in a way as a follow-up. Um, But we spoke on God comes in his word, and then Satan comes also. So I'm going to read here from verse 6, just so we understand the context. And uh, now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. So this morning, the sons of God have come to present themselves before the Lord, Guess who else is here? But he can't catch some of what you're going to catch. And the Lord said to Satan, "'Whence comest thou?' And then Satan answered the Lord and said, "'From going to and fro in the earth, "'and from walking up and down it.' And the Lord said unto Satan, "'Hast thou considered my servant Job, "'that there is none like him in the earth, "'a perfect and an upright man, "'one that fears God and eschews evil?' And Satan answered the Lord and said, "'Dost Job fear God for naught? "'Hast thou not made a hedge about him, about his house, "'about all that he hath on every side? "'Thou hast blessed the work of his hands. "'His substance is increased in the land. "'Put forth thine hand now and touch all that he has, "'and he will curse thee to thy face.' "'And the Lord said to Satan, "'Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. "'Only upon himself put not forth thine hand.' "'And so Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord.'" Brother Branham would say in the message, Job, and I shared this before, Satan came before God, before the sons of God, have you considered my servant Job? And Satan said, you're giving him everything he wants, no wonder, he's making plenty of money, he's got cattle, he's got everything, anybody can serve God like that, but if you let me have him, I'll make him curse you to your face. And God said, I don't believe it. This is the confidence God has, not in you, but in the seed that He's placed within you. Because this seed that we are receiving, this seed that is actually a promised seed, the word that we've been given, this seed will not deviate, it will not corrupt, it will not denominate, but it will bring forth exactly what God said it would bring forth. So I want to take from that, and today we'll use a topic. I'll speak on a voice in heaven, and then we'll say another voice rising in the earth. So I want to just start with that. Now, Brother Branham would say uh, about the devil, and I'm going to just use this a little bit. He said, and this is in putting on the whole armor You know there is warfare between the nations. There's a great warfare going on beyond that. There's a warfare between God and Satan. It's a great warfare, and it's still raging. I'm glad it'll soon come to an end. Then it'll be all over. Satan has his agents everywhere watching, spying out on God's people, God's moves, okay, The enemy is sitting everywhere watching to see what he can do, and God's got some out too. The tape kind of cuts off, and he said, we're so thankful for that. So what I'm going to do first of all, I want to go to the message. In 1962, Brother Branham spoke, the spoken word is the original seed. And and Brother Branham, now, I, I, I want you to put yourself in his shoes. He grew up in a Baptist church, and he had Brother Roy Davis, I believe, was the brother. And he looked up to him. He, you know, he, he received some guidance, instruction. But God supernaturally worked on Brother Branham through visions and through things. And when he went to Brother Roy and he asked him, he said, Oh, it's of the devil. It's not of God. And, and we know all of this so... God did not go through established camps. God, this message came supernaturally. This message did not come through Jeffersonville. This message did not come through a geographic location, through a man. It came from heaven. It came not through the study of man, but it came through God, through an ordained vessel. And I would say this way the church today is not just receiving the message of of a man or of just an angel but it's that which God has sent and it's not receiving it intellectually because you can go back to Revelations chapter 10. When, when, we're, when we're told and admonished in chapter, in verse 8, to take the book. We don't take the book from the hands of the seventh angel. We take it from the mighty angel. So it's not just taking it naturally, but it's taking it by revelation. And we're receiving what revelation that the prophet already received. We read the same messages, we read the same books, but it's not enough to read it. It's not enough to say, I've got that in my hands, I got it. It's got to come in here by revelation. That's the thing that we're looking for. So now Brother Manon would talk in spoken word as the original seed. And, and he's really coming out and he says, this morning, and he, he would take that message, he spoke the morning and he spoke the evening, and he says, I've got to lay some things out in my heart. And he said, I, I need to tell everybody why I've stood for where I'm standing and why I am where I am. this was not easy for him. He had contemporaries. He had brothers in organizations. He had brothers that had invited him to meetings that had different things. But he had to come and stand out on his own. And so this was not easy at that time. Likewise it is for us. We can lean on on even the message and the churches and the everything we got. But we're really coming to an hour where it's our faith that's being put in this word. We have watched in, the, in this country, they can freeze your bank account just like that. That's what's happening in other countries in the world. All of these moves that are being made, they're being orchestrated. It's eventually going to come upon a bride. It's going to come upon a people. It's going to come to our door somewhere. Because it's not just against Russia and Ukraine. These are devils that are fighting each other. They're they are jealous devils. Every kingdom is under the control of Satan. It's not about good. Because as every nation has, has Good and evil in it. Canada, U.S., Russia—they're all. They all got good and evil. All we hear on the news is the West is good and the East is evil. I'm sorry, it's bigger than that. If you look at it, the West is just as bad. And I say this: their part's been identified in prophecy. So it's it's greater than that. So Brother Adams really coming out now. This message, and I won't have time to really get into the fullness of it, but if you take it, Brother Branham is laboring on spoken word is the original seed. And and it's very much a supernatural message because as he's speaking in the message, he at, at some junctions he can't contain himself. And he says, Oh, if you could see what just came before me right there. And 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 it's it was very much supernaturally led of God. Now, I'm going to use a few things to start with here. He says, the word of God is eternal. It's infinite. God cannot speak one thing and change it. Every decision of God is perfect. Once his word is spoken, it can never die. He says, it lives on and on and can never die because it is God. God. And he says his word can no more die than he can die. Now we're putting our authority on the word of God. We're not putting our authority on on this church. We're not putting our authority on a man or an individual, on Brother Harold or myself. As good as the church may be, as good as our thoughts may be, that's not good enough. What has been accepted in heaven is the Word. Not this church, not me. The Word has been accepted. Because they said to Brother Branham, beyond the curtain of time, you'll have to stand with your people. And if you're accepted, Which you will be. That's what's been accepted in heaven. That's what our anchor is on. And I'll say that's what Satan is fighting right now. I'm I'm really going to take some time to labor because Satan is against you taking the word of God, every word. And he is doing everything he can to discredit it, to minimize it, to make it of non-effect. And we need to do everything to say heavens and earth will not fail, will fail, but his word will never pass away. That which God is putting in our heart is the very thing that we're gonna need for the hour ahead. So he says, In the beginning was the word, the word was made flesh. Brother Bannon would say, the word continually goes on. He likens it to a woman that took radium, and it killed the woman. But years later, you could hear that noise of that radium in the woman. It goes on. And he said, now the voice, a man's voice, 10,000 years from now, it could be picked up in the air. It's like dropping a petal in the pond, and it keeps rippling out. And now he brings it down to us. He says, therefore... Our voice, what we say, will be our judgment. Our testimony will rise against us. Our own voices will echo in our ears at the judgment bar when that great instrument catches every voice, every word that's been muttered. You ever have somebody mutter? That's the, that's, it's like a diffused word of utter. It's, it's like... But it says it'll be caught. Now, there's only one way to stop that. He says, because if you don't, if God alone can stop it, if he doesn't, it meets you in eternity. And God being perfect, his voice eternal, his own voice will catch up with it. Therefore, he says, we, he must be perfect in every decision. Now, I'm not going to read more than that just for the moment. But I want to take this part because... Satan, and, and I'll just take a few few moments on, on just things because my, I've, our time is gone, but Satan knows certain things. And, and I, I'm going to, going to take it through a quotation we know well in the Church Age book. He said, if you know that Satan hates two books of the Bible more than any others, and he says, Genesis and Revelation... They show Satan's origin, his awful ways, and his destruction. That's why he attacks them. And he said, he hates to be exposed. Now, Brother Branham would talk about his own ministry. He said it's supernatural. And he said he watched this even in a supernatural level. He says, when the word of God was going out among the congregation, and he says the word was about to expose the devil, it reflected in the vessel that was there. And he says, you watch people's faces when Satan knows he's going to be exposed. Now, friends, we, we, we need to come to church sovereignly. We need to come and say, Lord we don't know the hour that's coming now I, 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 I want to be very conscious that we don't approach things naturally or carnally because there was a couple that one time approached things naturally and they thought just like anything else Ananias and Sapphira now I, I, I don't, I don't want to just make this negative but Brother Bram said those days will come again and if we're coming there it behooves us to be in a proper channel this morning every morning Now, he would say, uh, Satan hates these meetings, and and he hates it. He says, it's revelation by the Holy Ghost, and he he goes a little further. He says, Satan hates the book of Revelation of Jesus Christ in the church. Now, it's not just a word out there, but when it comes into you, the vessel, and he says, Satan knows that since God is immutable in his nature, he knows also that the original church at Pentecost, with the power of God, Mark 16 in action, is the true church that Jesus claims as his own. All else is false. Don't be lost in the repetitiveness of, of some of these quotations. Christ in the true church is a continuation of, of the book of acts when when you step out on the word and sometimes go back in your life of the first times you stepped out on the word sometimes you had to ignore The young people sitting beside you. Sometimes you had to ignore your parents and you had to follow what God was leading you to. And maybe you stepped out from your pew and you came to an altar. God sees that and God honors that. Maybe it was the first time somebody was at work and they cursed and you went up and told them, I don't like that, it bothers me. You had to step out. You stood on your own. Now I'm going to say that Every one of us needs to have a testimony. Every one of us needs to have words in our lives that are reflective of the faith that we believe in. It needs to show up somewhere. Why was God boasting of Job? Because everything Job did, it was in prayer, it was for his family, and it was for everything. And Satan was challenging what was in Job. Now, God had faith in what was in Job. And I'll say this, as long as you're on this earth and you're a reflector, Satan's going to challenge what we have in us. But God has faith in it. That's what you shared, Brother John. God had faith for the hour we live in, for the word that he gave us, and we need to have confidence in it. I, I, I would just like to say it goes beyond just an intellectual it's, it's wonderful the first times you step out, and God is there, and when you step out on your own, you feel like, I, I, I'm scared, but to do it, and just to keep stepping out. Yeah. I don't know what's going to come. I don't know what actions will be enforced upon us as a church, as individuals, but I know one thing. I know who walks with me. I'm going to trust in him. I'm going to trust in his word like four Hebrew children did. I'm going to trust in him whatever comes and I need to walk in that today. I can't wait for something to happen before I start trusting in him. We need to start walking today. The devil knows if you've got the goods. He, he, he can see the intellectual and, and, I, and I, you say, well, Brother Ed, that that's making statement. Brother Branham said it. I'm not going to refer to it. But if you need, I'll give you the quote. Now, he also knows, now listen, he knows, okay, God's word is there, but he also knows God needs a vessel to enact the word. Let me finish the quotation. It exposes Satan, it reveals his word, his attempted destruction of God's people and the discrediting of God's word. Right down to the time he is cast into the lake of fire. So if you're looking, because you're in the message it's going to get better, it's not. The devil is going to keep doing what he's doing, but he cannot stop what God has put in our hearts. And he says, he knows, he fights it. He cannot stand it. He knows if the people get the true revelation of the true church and what she is and what she stands for and that she can do the greater works, she will be an invincible army. There, there's, I'm just waiting for the right place to inject certain things here this morning. Under God's economy, when God, from the very beginning, he created the heavens and the earth, and he put Adam on the earth as a god over the earth, and Adam had what was called the title deed. So no matter what, whatever Satan would come and buffet, Adam had now we, we can think it's a book or it's a deed, it's symbolic is what you need to say. But the fact that Adam had it, it reflected in the words he spoke. And he could say mountain be moved over there. He could say tree be moved over there. He was the God of the earth and it reflected in the tone of his voice. And he didn't say, well, Lord, pretty please, can we move that over there. No, Adam had full authority. He had full control. He had everything because he was the God of the earth. Now Satan, here he's on the earth. He was cast out of heaven. And he sees also that that God who had created man, he created a man and woman. But then there's a manifestation of the woman that came out of the man. And all that that woman had was the result of what the man told her. So it was only the words that Adam told her that were, were her protection. And Satan knew that and he began to work at that part. He began to diminish the words that were told. That's what he tries to do to us today. He begins to take the the authority of what God has brought down in this last day and he tries to diminish it. Why are there all the attacks on the vindication of Brother Branham? Why are there attacks on the cloud and it didn't happen here or there? And then Finland, it wasn't this way and it that way. It's Satan attempt to discredit and to cause doubt. He's working hard at it. And why would Satan, listen, he, he knows if he cannot face the word head on. He can't. But he knows that if if you, if he can get us just to twist it, just to pervert it, just to do a little thing. I, I I'm going to just say, this devil's ruthless. These devils are you, you talk about the scripture we read. He's come down and having great wrath. I'll tell you, it's violence. Friends, this is not, this is not a, a game we play with. It's not oh, it's just a little devil, push him out in the corner. No, he is coming full bore. He didn't, he didn't let up on Jesus when Jesus came. And he's coming full bore on us. Now, in God's program... That was Adam and Eve in the garden. That was was the place. And Satan would inject himself into what he could. He couldn't deceive Adam, but he could deceive Eve. And he began to work at that. He began to work at it. He began to work at it. So if he can't get the seed word, he works on the womb that is there that receives the seed word. You you can go right through the whole Bible. It It was... God's promise that Abraham would have a child by Sarah. And he would do everything he can to, to stop that. He would, he would work on Sarah. He would work on, on everything that he could to try to stop that from happening. And, and all the time. It was the same when it was Rebecca at, at the well and and Satan could have gone there, but Brother Branham says the angel of the Lord got there about half an hour before. God knows how to prepare the ground. He knows how to do it. It was when when Moses was born with a promise. That's when Satan anointed Pharaoh and all his soldiers and all his men to destroy every seed. Okay, I am gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna read it the way Brother Branham would, would read it because I, I need to just get you to see where where this where this is in genesis 316 when god gives the judgment to the serpent to the woman and to the and to the devil he tells he tells and satan's there and he's hearing this he's saying there'll come a seed that'll rise up out of you i'm going to just read it the way it is let me genesis 316 you don't have to turn to it brother dan but it says I will put enmity, says to the, to, to, this, to the devil, the serpent, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed and it will bruise thy head and you shall bruise his heel. So he, he knows that out of the woman is going to come a seed and that seed is going to bring forth his destruction. Yeah. Now, now. That is a promised seed. Now, Brother Branham says it this way, Joseph meeting his brethren. As soon as God seen the seed of the woman, God gave a promise that through the woman would come a blessed seed. And now here's, here's the comment Brother Branham makes. As soon as Satan heard that, who was standing present, as soon as he heard that, he took in to destroy that seed. He tried to do it in Joseph. He tried to do it all through the age. He's still against that seed. Friends, under God's program, it's not God Himself that's going to defeat the devil. It's the seed of God that was raised up. And out of that seed, we are going to destroy the devil. How are you going to destroy Him, Brother Ed? By the blood of the Lamb, by the word of my testimony, by my love for the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Your testimony will speak against the devil. Every time you stood for truth, every time you repented, that repentance, Brother Benham said, it goes back and it's put on the greasy hands of the devil who started you on that place. Our words, our testimony. Now Satan's watching that. He's, he's looking, he's watching these things. Let me finish this last quotation that I just had started. Brother Branham would talk, and and he said, Satan knows. And right down to where we're at, he would say, let me read this part. He knows that if they can get a revelation of the two spirits within the framework of the Christian church, and by God's spirit discern and withstand the Antichrist spirit, Satan, will be powerless. You know, the millennium is an amazing thing because Satan's going to be bound. Now, there's no chains that literally bind him. But Brother Branham puts it this way. He says, he's bound by a chain of circumstances. Circumstances. There's no one to work through. The people that are the bride that go into a millennium are so yielded to God. Satan's there, but he's powerless. He can't touch them. Friends, we're moving into that. We need to see. No, it's not when we get... You know, there's going to be a wand waved and was poof on the other side. No, it's actually happening now. It's starting now. There's a people that are gaining, pre- that God's gaining preeminence over. And they are raised up to destroy the enemy. I, I, I'm, I, I, w- I don't know about you, but I have fought enough with this devil that I am looking forward to the day that I see him cast into a burning lake of fire. Now I'm, I'm going to go way ahead of myself and I'm going to read something because just you, you, I, I want to get you where I'm going. Let me, let me put it, let me take it this way. Brother Branham, uh, I was going to save this for the end but he says, This is in Knoweth It Not. He said, I'm only building. The hour is close at hand where you're going to see something happen. Something's going to take place. All this background here has been laying a foundation for a short, quick message that will shake the whole nations. Now, let me read from the fourth seal. Here comes Satan with all four corners of the earth, with his Protestants and his Catholics marching right up to the Battle of Armageddon. I know we're not here then. But he said, here comes Jesus coming down from heaven with resurrected saints. Vindicated word. You find that in Revelations 19. And he says... And he says, if God speaks to you and he backs up what you say, you're an ambassador from heaven. All of heaven is behind you. And heaven consists of the word. So here comes a horse down and the armies of heaven with him. And we are a part of that army. Listen, I know there's a natural Armageddon. But there's a spiritual Armageddon that happens before that. And that's what we're under right now. He, he will say this. Now, he comes with his resurrected saints vindicating that his word is true. Now, I love this next part. I read about Satan knows. Here's another part that Satan knows. Satan knows that the bottomless pits are ready for him. (laughs) He knows when death rode that pale horse, mixed creed, denominations, eternal separation, Christ rode the church into glory. He knows what's waiting for him. Why is he fighting so hard? Because he knows we are moving into our position. We're not sitting idle, friends. I'll tell you, since the beginning of this year, there is something happening, I believe, not just out in the world, but within the body of Christ. I believe there's a rising up, there's a taking a position. Oh, yeah. Amen. To just, I, 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 rather than save this, I'm reading this now. Fourth seal, Satan. On the earth, Satan is a representative on earth. He's now the head of the kingdoms of the world. The very same kingdoms he offered to the Lord Jesus in Matthew 4. So before you get fighting too much for Ukraine or for Russia or for America or for whoever your favorite country is... All the kingdoms belong to the devil. Don't get on one side or the other. We have precious brothers in Moscow. We have precious brothers in 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 Ukrainian part, in the Russian part of Ukraine that we've met. They're our brothers. We're not against them. We're against anything else that's not of God. And it says, "Now Satan." The very, he becomes a full king. He's talking about how this gray horse ride is demon powers, it's political powers, it's religious powers coming together. And listen, it's not happening yet, but it's coming together. And he says he's a false prophet now. He'll be a beast after a while. He'll be given the heart of a beast. Satan will incarnate himself because that's when the church goes up that Satan's cast out. Oh, don't you think heaven is waiting for us? That down on earth here, when God so embodies a people, they become the voice of God again? What happened when the mighty angel came down from heaven with an open book? It was the title deed again. It was given us, not that we can say, I got tapes under my arm or books under my arm, but that I can have a voice, that I can speak to the enemy, that I have the authority of heaven behind me. Somewhere we're going to need to speak to him. I had a brother, he's a minister friend, he's not even, he's in another country, and he says, when I heard what was going on in Ukraine, I was so grieved, I just waited before the Lord, and he said, I'm waiting before the Lord, and I'm just praying for my brothers and sisters in Ukraine, and he says, and all of a sudden, I felt something take me over, and he says, it was accompanied by speaking in tongues, and praying in tongues, And he says, I don't know what it was all happening, but I knew God was interceding for those people through me. Friends, we are God's voice on earth today. We are God's restraining power today. The the devil would want to do a lot more damage, but within you and I, by virtue of the authority of heaven that's come down in this last day, and the voice that we have, it, it may not be everything yet, but it's starting. And I'll tell you what, do we make mistakes? We make a lot of mistakes. But there's a place we can go to. We can kneel on our knees and we can do something the devil can't do. We can humble ourselves and we can ask these words. Lord Jesus, forgive me. I was wrong. And the minute you do that, there's a power and a peace that comes into you. And you can do like David did in Psalms 51. David goes from saying, Lord, I, I was born in iniquity and shaped in iniquity. I was doing all of these things but he begins praying Lord you desire righteousness purge me oh Lord and then he says oh Lord and then I'll teach the saints Lord and he begins at by the end of his prayer he's back into full confidence and he's saying oh Lord rise and show yourself Amen. you watch that, that prayer that's not far off from what we can pray Amen. I want to stay in the channel I, I, I don't feel that we can We can take time and just, just, well, I'll wait till this comes. No, this is coming upon us. Uh, If if you watch, friends, they just, we thought we're out of COVID. Thankfully, we've hardly got out of it, and there's a world war that's bringing fear. I I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'll say it again. But I know one thing, it's not going to get better. I know another thing, that what's in us is going to get greater. But we have to give ourselves to it. We have to begin to put it on our lips. We have to begin to put it into our prayer life. Because we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. That's sovereignly given. But there's another part to it. We need to accept what the blood of the Lamb has done. And we need to start acting on it. We need to start saying, Lord, I claim my loved ones. Lord, I claim my sister Laura Collins. Lord, I claim everybody that has a need. And Satan hates that. Yeah. Yeah. Is he against me? Yes, he is. Absolutely. I've had some literal violent attacks in the night. And I go, like, where did this come from? And I say, Oh. Like I think it was Luther, or one of the men, is in the middle of the night and he's attacked, and it's just a darkness in the room. And then he rolls over and he sees an image. Oh, it's you. And he rolls over and goes back to sleep. Oh, it's you. Listen, he can't do anything to us. He can buff it, but you know what it shows? His end is near. It won't go on much longer. The events that are happening, friends, it's, it's, it's One has just backed up to the other, is backed up to the other. It's going to keep coming quicker and quicker and quicker. You won't be able to keep track of it. The only thing you have to do is submit yourself to what God has. That which we've waited for for so many years. Now, I'm going to read something about... There's so many directions we can go. Go to Hebrews chapter 12 with me for a moment. Thank you for putting up with me this morning. But I have something in my heart and I just, I don't always get it out the best I can, but I'm just saying is the word of God is moving (laughs) and we've got to move with it. I, I don't know about you, but as I said from the outset, the world can't see the things that are unfolding. The, the comments I've heard on news reports were going into a nuclear war and the fear that it's putting on people. COVID brought them one level. This is bringing another level. You, you're not going to override it with intellectual thinking. There's got to be something in here that you have the peace of God living in you. I'm not trying to make this fearful this morning. I'm just trying to make it real. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. You are come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, to the God and Judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. Now I, I read this so quickly I don't even do justice to it. But if we could see where we stand in this hour, and let me let me put it to you this way: In in Brother Don, you don't have to turn to it, but in in Revelation or Genesis chapter four, when. Cain slew Abel, his brother, and the Lord said unto Cain, where's Abel, your brother? He says, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? And then God says, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries unto me from the ground. Now, the voice of that blood was crying for vengeance. Vengeance. That that blood at that time, it, it was the destruction of the seed of God, and 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 it was an interruption to the program of God. It was Satan doing that. You you can go right down to through through the blood as it was in the Old Testament, the blood that God gave. Uh, as much as the blood had a negative or it cried out for judgment, God also gave a blood that was an appeasement. The blood is representative of the life. The the blood that was in the Old Testament was under the blood of animals, of bulls and goats. Now it could not fully atone. It could not change the desire it could not bring you into the full relationship of God. It would take the symbology of the, 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 the animal, the lamb, to be the true lamb, which was Christ. And that blood, when that blood speaks, that doesn't just speak of vengeance. You say, Brother how do you know that? Well, under the fifth seal, which was the Jews, they were still calling for vengeance. How long? Because they hadn't come under the blood of Christ yet. But the blood that we've come under is a greater voice. It doesn't just cry for vengeance or forgiveness, but it also speaks of our inheritance. It speaks of all that Adam lost. It brings us into a place that it never brought in past generations. Oh, I wish you could appreciate this. You, you can go in the Old Testament and you can be sincere and you can ask for forgiveness and you can pray, but yet you went out with a desire was going to sin. You say, Brother Ed, that happens to me still. True, it does in your flesh, but in the, in the inner of the inners, there's something that's changing. There's something that's happening. You immediately are convicted when you do something wrong. That is that blood, that's the voice of that blood within you. And furthermore, when you pray, that blood is there to stand for your words. So when your words go out, they actually start to act on what you desire for the kingdom of God. Now, if, if I just read this further. So, now Paul is saying, you're coming into a greater place now, he's, he's speaking in the Hebrews. He's speaking to them who are looking back to Mount Sinai there. He says, there's a greater Mount Sinai that's in existence for you right now. And he says to this general assembly, and look at what it does. It cleanses you, the spirits of just men made perfect, the God that judges all. To Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Oh, your prayers today under this blood, under, the, under Jesus Christ, you can begin to speak something that past ages could not speak. God's put you here for that reason. I, I, there's more I want to read here, but I'm going to just back up. I don't know if I gave you this. I don't think I gave you this, Brother Dan. Acts chapter 3, verse 20. Verse 19, rather. Actually, let me just back up verse 17. Now, brethren, I wit through ignorance that you did it. Now, this is speaking of why they killed Christ. Through ignorance you did it, as did some of your rulers. But those things which God before has showed by the mouth of all his prophets, that Christ should suffer, he has so fulfilled. Now... You did it ignorantly, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord and he shall send Jesus... Sorry, he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Verse 22, for Moses truly said, a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto me of your brethren like unto me. Him shall you hear in all things whatsoever he shall say to you. And it shall come to pass, every soul that will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Now, the voice that was in the garden that Adam had, he lost the authority behind that voice. The book, the the, the title deed rather, it went back into the hands of God and it was not redeemed to Adam. Now Jesus Christ comes on earth. Now all the prophets were God's voice but now Jesus comes and he is that prophet. He is the Son of Man. He is the first, uh, the beginning of the creation Out of all the church ages, to every messenger it's written, it's addressed to this age, but to this last age it's addressed and and to the beginning of the creation of God. This last age. Why? Because there is going to come a fulfillment of all things. And now the voice that was in heaven, it stayed in heaven, it was in heaven. Jesus Christ returned up unto there, but His church became His voice on earth. It became His mouthpiece. But it was still something sealed up. Still not everything was released. John saw it. He was there in the Isle of Patmos. I was about to write. And it said, seal it up. You can't write it yet. But in the last days, when, when it's the time of the fullness, the restoration of all things, a mighty angel will come down. Seven thunders will utter their voices. Oh, Brother Ed, that's just like, what does that mean to us? What what does it mean? Brother Ranham, questions and answers. Have the seven thunders, which equals the seven mysteries, already been revealed? Were they revealed in the seven seals, but yet not known as the thunders yet? You know, there's people that are waiting for these thunders to sound. But listen to what Brother Ranum says. Were these seven thunders, were they revealed in the seven seals? He says, were the seven thunders already revealed? He says, no, they were revealed in the seven seals. That's what the thunders was all about. And he says, John, they they were revealing. They uttered their voices. John knew what it was. He was forbidden to write it. But in the in the, the seventh angel, in the days of his sounding, the seven mysteries of the seven thunders would be revealed. Now, it was going to be the voice that was there was going to come back down to earth again. Christ revealed in his own words, we've got one of the most dreadful times to go through. I'm waiting for the hour that I can speak on those plagues. If the Lord lets me do it and will inspire me and those thunders. And then you'll find out the things that men and then people have been dreaming about. It'll come to pass. You'll notice what they are. They're revealed. And he says, now let's wait until the time comes for it will be more in season. Now, are we, are we waiting? No, something has come down, but we haven't been seasoned. The thing's out there, but it's all coming into place. Yeah. Amen. I need to, need to share this out of four seal. Wait till them seven thunders utter their voices to that group that can really take the word of God. Now, I, I, I need to put the seven thunders into a place where it's not just something that happened in 1963, but it's actually here with us now. And he says, Wait till them seven thunders utter their voices to the group who can really take the word of God and hand it there. It will slice and cut. They can close the heavens. What? The group that receives this. They can shut this or do that, whatever they want. Glory. He, the devil, will be slayed by the word. Sorry. He will be slayed by the word that proceeds from his mouth. They could call for a hundred billion tons of flies. Whatever they say is going to happen because it's the word of God coming from the mouth of God. And it's coming through a people on the earth. Yeah, it's coming through the prophet But there's another part to Revelations 10. There's a group of people that are to also take the book and eat the book. And let the book become one with them. I I, I would be honest, friends. God couldn't give us this power till we were ready for it. Right now, if we had that power, some of us would have called fire down on Parliament to back up the truckers. That's not what God wants done with his word. Some of us right now would blast Putin out of existence. That's not what we're called for. But we need to start to exercise it. What about waiting on God for Sister Laura? What about bringing your loved ones before God? Lord, I know they're out there, but Lord, and I say to the devil that's holding them, you can't hold them anymore. Why? Because the book has come back down to earth. There's a voice that's rising up. It's in my prayer life. It's in my actions. It's in the steps I'm taking. It's where I'm walking. Listen, I don't want to say anything different than what the prophet said, but I'm sharing a few different quotes. Don't leave them to some point in the future. Right. Right. Amen. Start walking, and I, I have found this, and, and Brother Max, the last service we had two Sundays ago when I took this subject, and Brother Max took the evening, how the Lord took that one quotation, just in greatest battle ever fought. And I was led by the God says, Satan begins at the principal part. Right when you have the word of God sown in your heart, sown in your mind, he tries to lay doubt right there. Why? Because he knows if you get this revelation. And then the next part that Brother Max, the Lord led Brother Max to pick up, was right now, if amongst us we can get every doubt He said within five minutes, there wouldn't be a sick person amongst us. There wouldn't be room for the enemy. Why? Because we have so brought ourselves into a level where we're looking to God. We're not looking to speak words. We're just looking to be in harmony with him. And when we're in harmony, our thoughts will be right and our words will be right. And our words will only be what God wants them to be. My, these things, these things I, I don't know about you, but they mean a lot to me. Go back to Hebrews 12, or if you're still there, that's fine. Hebrews 12, verse 25. "'See that you refuse not him that speaketh. For they, if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that spoke from heaven.' whose voice then shook the earth, but now he's promised yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word yet once more signifying the removing of those things that are shaken of those things which are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, we have received a kingdom which cannot be moved." Oh my, if there is a kingdom you want to place your trust in, this is the kingdom. This is the fulfillment of Daniel's vision. The rock that came, that came from heaven and it smote the kingdoms. Where? In the feet. In the times when it was the iron and the clay. When they, which they could never mix. But in those days, God would set up a kingdom. He's setting up the kingdom right now. I want to put myself on that. He says, therefore we receive this kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God exceptly with reverence and godly fear. That's That's the kingdom that we are looking for. Now, if I can just give me just a couple more minutes and I'm not going to try to keep you very long here. From the very beginning, Ezekiel 14, just Ezekiel 28 rather, sorry. Brother Dan, I didn't give you this, I'm sure. This is Ezekiel, the son of man, which is a prophet. And he's speaking in that, in that time. And he says in chapter 28, verse 2, Son of man, say unto the prince of Tyrus, Thus saith the Lord God, because your heart is lifted up, and you say, I am a God, I sit in the seat of God, in the midst of the seas, yet thou art a man and not God, though thou hast set thine heart as the heart of God. Now, he goes on to address Daniel, and, and uh, he, he talks to him, but in verse 12, he says, Son of man, take a lamentation against the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sun, the sum full of wisdom, perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, in the garden of God. Now, the, the, the king of Tyrus was never in Eden, but the spirit that was on him was there before. And these are the characteristics of him, he said. You were precious, a stone that was covering sardis and topaz, diamond and beryl and onyx and jasper and sapphire and, and emerald and, and carbuncle and gold. Thy workmanship of thy tablets, thy pipes, was prepared in thee. It was beauty. Verse 14, you are the anointed cherub that covereth. I've set thee. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. You were perfect in all your ways until the day thou, from the day thou was created till iniquity was found in thee. And by the multitude of your merchandise, they've filled the, the, the earth with violence. They've sinned. I will cast out the profane as out of the mountain of God. I will destroy the O covering cherub. And he just begins to talk about everything that awaits him. There's no doubt about who the scripture is talking about. Just go back to Isaiah 14 very quickly. Isaiah 14 verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? Don't think there's a reason that America isn't what it used to be. I'm just going to come to this in a second. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Who are the stars of God? The sons of God that, that, that shouted for joy. The sons of God that that gathered when Job gathered. But he wants that place, and it's not given to him. And it says, he said in his heart, I will sit on the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. The congregation, what? The place that we're sitting in, that's the place he desires. The sides of the north. The north is where the eagle anointing was. Now look at Let me just verbalize this now. Satan, the one thing he didn't have that God had, he had everything else, but he didn't have the power of the spoken word. He could not create. And that's the one thing he desired. And he desired that from the beginning, and he was cast down. And in the Garden of Eden, he knew that man could speak. And he desired that. Therefore, he tried to pollute the womb of Eve. And all through, he, he's, he desires the spoken word. The very thing that we have come to. He's desiring that. Yeah. But he can't have it. Because Jesus Christ came. And he watched Jesus. I've I mean, I got to share this part. and It's, it's a, the quotation that, that Brother Branham would talk about. And he says, you know, he watched Jesus coming up to the, to, uh, oh my, he watched Jesus coming up to the, uh, to Calvary. Now I don't know where I put it. Oh, here it is. The devil's always doubted. He didn't believe that he was Emmanuel. God manifest in his own son. And he tried to tempt him. Now, look at what he tries to tempt him with. If you be the son of God, make these stones bread. And he says, in other words, show me The power of the spoken word again. He's desiring that. If you be the Son of God, cast yourself down. I want to see the angels pick you up. And Jesus didn't give him that right. Now, he says he's in Pilate's courtyard a rag around his face, Roman shoulders spitting in his face, jerking his bead, the blood pouring through a crown of thorns. And Satan was watching that. And when they put the rag over his face, he says they passed it. If you can see visions, if you're a prophet, tell us who hit you. He could have opened his mouth, but it says he never opened his mouth. Why? He was reserving a part of that for a vessel in the future that would be able to speak in the right time, in the right season again. You read Isaiah 53? He was quiet. He was led as a... Wo- he, he didn't utter a word. He didn't say a word. And it, and it pulled the wool over Satan's eyes. Because he desires it. And it's not given to him. But it's given to a people that have the character... The people that have the life behind the name. Listen to how Brother Bram says, Satan knows reasoning and where reasoning lays. He knows it will take the Holy Ghost because man can't do these things. Um, You can't do that with that kind of training. You've got to do it by the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If I can say it this way, in the ministry of this last day, and, and I, I, I'm winding my thoughts down. But five times there was a vindication of that which Satan has desired. It was Sister Hattie Wright. And it was the right words that she said. Now, let's catch this thought because it's subconscious. It's inside of you. It's not up here. It's inside of you. Sister Hattie Wright did not come there and say, okay, i, I got to re- rehearse these words. Brother Branham, that's nothing but the truth. Brother Branham, that's nothing. No, it came out of her inside. And when it came out of the inside, because it was the Holy Ghost, it contacted the Holy Ghost in the prophet, and the Spirit of God came down and he said, say what, tell her she can have whatever she wants. And she said the right words. If you go in the Bible, there is a Sister Weber in the Bible. Sister Weber, she was in the hospital. She was dying, and a bunch of nurses came because she was a believer of the message, and it's spelled W-E-B-B-E-R. I don't have time to go to it. But you read that, and she's dying, and she has some, she's in the, in the hospital with some nurses, and there's some people mocking her faith because she she'd been given up. And she says, I don't, and they're talking against what Brother Branham is saying, I don't think that's correct. And, and, and she began to stand up and rise against it. And Brother Bram says, the angel of the Lord heard that. And it pleased him. And he says, you go down and tell her that she will live and not die. Yeah. Friends, if we begin to put that on our lips, I believe it's going to lead us into places that God wants us to go. Yeah. Brother Jonah Emke was telling me about his, his mother. And 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 she, she was sick and and that's before she passed on. And 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 there was a bunch of people that had come because they, they knew people in the Pentecostal and Baptist churches and, and, and she was sick and she was believing on for her healing. And they said, Oh, he says, listen, nobody recovers from these things, and nobody says, divine healing, or mocking divine healing, and she said, I don't care if I die from this and there's a gravestone with my name on it, God is still a healer. And the minute she uttered that, she was healed. Friends, God is real. He honors the words we put on our lips. But all of these things come subconsciously. And I ask you a question. This just bears thought. Jesus came and he passed by a tree and he desired fruit. Now nowhere does that say that in the word but Jesus, now was that his own desire? Was that God's desire? Was it a reflection of his life on earth? He was in a vessel and he was hungry and he desired it but he was walking in the will of God and he had a desire and he begins to talk and he He desires it. There's nothing there. It's not even the time. Now, as I said before, he didn't pre-orchestrate this or nothing. He just said, no man eat of the fruit of you. And how was that going to manifest? I don't know. But the next day they came and the tree was dried up from the roots. He never spoke to the roots. He spoke about a situation. How God's going to do certain things, I don't know. All it's up to us. That's God's business. It's our business to believe and to speak. And it's our business, Lord. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you're going to do it. Satan is desiring the very place we have right now. We are the congregation that's been raised up. Oh, I I, I could read a number of things right now and I'm just going to close with one or two. But Brother Branham would talk about this. And I had a whole, I I have sometimes all kinds of studies, but I had one on end time anointings. Brother Branham would talk. The devil is there. He's saying he will cause everything, fanaticism, scaring, telling you that the world's coming to an end. And the dev- devil has never die. He's still trying to do it. The same one that told Jesus, if you make these stones bread, come off that tree and prove it. But he doesn't do that. But he says, God takes, the devil takes his man, but the spirit stays here. So it's still here. And he says, but God takes his man, and God's going to have someone that's going to receive the word. Someone's going to be anointed one way or the other, and the spirit that's on the inside of this grain is going to believe it or not believe it, but there'll be a group of people. Yeah. And he, he began to talk, and, and, and he, uh, this, oh my, I'm going to get to this One. He says, people in the United States, they're digging in caves. They're digging. They're scared of the atomic bomb. They're going to try and go 300, 400 deep. You can go down 10,000 feet. But he says, that bomb that's coming, you won't find anything to stop that. And he says, what is it? The world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. This is an adoption. And he says, brother, I desire a certain thing. Because Jesus, the whole part of this story, what you say to this tree... He brings it, he says, now what you desire and what you say to this mountain. Okay, now it, that's putting it back into us. He's saying, I desire a certain thing. My crops are burning. He says, I'll send you rain. And he says, that's exactly where we're at. And he says, I have been waiting for the hour when we would see the, the, what I've longed for. We see the cripple laying there from his mother's womb. Silver and gold have I none. Waiting for the manifestation of the hour. They'll stop sickness. They'll stop cancer. They'll stop diseases. That's what God's promised. I'm not doing this for a fantastic. That's the blood that I'm under. That's the voice that I'm under. This is the season that we're in. Musicians, you can come. I've kind of gone through this maybe not in the way I ought to have. Let me just share this with you as they come. There was a family that came. And if I can leave you with these thoughts as we dismiss. Don't look to try to fulfill that. Look to stay in the channel. Now, When the word came in any age, Brother Ram talked how it came to Russia, and when they denied it, or they didn't receive it, it led them to become a heathen and communist nation. When it came to Germany, and they denied it, when it came to England, but now in the end time, now to turn it down is to set yourself in a path that will lead either to glory or or to hell. I just can't put it any more plain. Listen to false anointed ones. Listen to uh, a few other messages that we could do. Now, there was a prophecy of uh, a man. And they, it was over 160 years ago. And he was in Armenia somewhere. And they told him, the son, that you'll travel to America to the west coast. And this man went to America, to the West Coast, and when he went there, and I'm going to just try and make this, make this quick. He went there, and he became a leader in the Pentecostal movement in 1906. And then, after that, he had a son raise up after him, and he named him the same name as he named himself. His name was Demas. He named his son Demas. His son Demas was Demas Shikarian. There was a Demas in the Bible. Demas Shikarian was one who was alongside brother Branham. But he began to lean away from the word of God and he began to lean to something else. And he began to take away, and and he was found in a channel, in the wrong channel, if I can say. Now, Demas Shikarian had children and grandchildren. They are known today as the Kardashian family. And if you know the Kardashian family, reality stars flaunting their body, nude, all kinds of things... They had their roots in a religious background, but they got out of the channel of the word, and it was so simple to turn down the word in their age. And it was in a meeting, uh, the full gospel businessmen, and they actually weren't going to keep Brother Branham anymore, but two men, Carl Williams, who was Earl Williams was his son, Carl Williams, and then there was another brother, they, they... said that if you deny the support to Brother Branham, we are pulling our support from the full gospel businessman. They had to let him in. But at that time, there was a number of men, and there's a YouTube clip on this, on, an, on, a, on a meeting that was there, and there was a number of men, and Brother Branham refers to them in the meeting, and I thank Brother Shikarian, and I thank, and he says, and Brother Osteen. And that was the father of Joel Osteen. And you look at where Joel Osteen is today and you look how far away from truth that has gone don't, don't, let's not misunderstand what God has sent us there's an anointing that goes with it, you stay with it, and all the promises of heaven as an ambassador are behind you you fall on the wrong side of it and it takes you a long way far away from God, you can't even imagine now I, I just gave you two examples. There's, a, there's more to this whole thing, and I was very brief. But I'm saying it. Brother, sister, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the hour's going to be. But stay in the channel. Amen. Feed on the Word of God. Don't let these things that happen around us dissuade us. Let's stand together. Thank you for your faithfulness this morning. And I, I apologize. I, I was a little broken up in the way I brought this all out, but... Lord, I, we, we thank the Lord that we're here. Let's just sing, There is power in the name of Jesus.
0: There is power
1: I do as we look in the world around us things that we have seen just maybe we've heard and read and yeah they were there but it seems like they're taking a new life you see America you see even Canada you see events you see nations and that that's not to be fearful, but then I also see things within the body of Christ. I'm watching brothers and sisters come together. And I think that's what we need to focus on. I think we need to just have one goal. I'm not a part of anti-message tabernacle. I'm a believer. I have brothers and sisters they may not be in this roof under this roof but they're there and they're around the world I have brethren in the city I have brethren in Ukraine in Russia in India in the Philippines I think that, that's a great indicator and I would also like to say there's a lot of voices that are rising up and even within the framework of what we believe. I just picked this book up. It's a book I've had. The spoken word is the original seed. I, it's all marked up. It's there. And I read through it, and it's like it's a new book. It's real for the hour we live in. This is what Satan's trying to discredit. I'm not here to to give anything different. I I, want to be found because as part of this book, there's a prophet. But there's also, there's been a ministry and there's a people. And the voice isn't just in the prophet, but it also goes into a people. So I don't want to be guilty of just putting it on one side and not the other. It all has to be there. And I'm never here to discredit that. But I want to say, you need to be in this and you need to be in prayer and as we spoke on Wednesday you need to be in relationship and it brings trust it brings the comfort and the peace of God to you I, I trust friends we, we can see the hour we're in I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be fearful, I'm, I'm just saying let's be more circumspect that that involves our daily lives in our jobs, in our homes in our relationships in our discipline to the word of God I can be as guilty as anyone you just wake up and you can check what's happening, check the news and I appreciate my wife just a little example but she just said I used to do that but I feel it's better for me if I just listen to the Bible and listen to a message and maybe somewhere down the road I'll pick that up but that's better for me I think we need to be in that place let's just sing peace of God brother Blaine Wahlberg I see you there would you come and close in prayer for us today if you don't mind
0: Be
2: soft, God, cover me.